This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. This week, the Clarets are back at Turf Moor to face a side that we have developed quite a strange social media rivalry with in Coventry City. As you've probably realised, I'm not Natalie Bromley. She's away this week, so it's Adam here standing in and joining me tonight is the main man, Statman Dave Roberts. How are you doing, Dave? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Just saying before, it's um, quite a good time to be a Claret. Um, marching on in the league, marching on in the cup. What's going to stop us? Well, you never know, but it's uh, touch wood, it's been very good so far and we, we're getting better. We've had a, a, a slowish start, quite a few draws and we're getting into our stride now, so we're hoping for more of the same. Yeah, can't argue with that. Um, start off, as always, with last week's quiz quiz question uh, and last time we asked you can you tell us in which calendar year since the turn of the millennium did Burnley accumulate the most home league victories and for a bonus can you also tell us how many home league wins there were in that year I think that was a very tricky one Dave and as uh, I revealed to you before uh, the podcast I got this one wrong um, the answer is I don't know do you want to come in with the answer Dave or do you want me to do it uh, well, yeah, the answer was uh, 2001, calendar year. We went for a calendar year, not a season. It's calendar year 2001. And we actually had 15 home league wins in that season. Uh, in, sorry, in that year. Uh, we, when we were talking about it, when we set the question, we said we'd have 13 in 2022. But 2001, calendar year, was the one with the most. We actually had seven uh, home wins from January to May of 2001. And then we had another eight in August to December 2001, we had a really good start to the season and uh, took our home wins to t- uh, to 15, which was very impressive. Yeah, it was. And did any of our listeners get that one correct? Uh, they did. We had a couple of correct answers, spot on with the year and the number of home league wins. And our quiz stars were uh, Andy Richings and also John Robertson. 
Well done to those two. I'd have got that one wrong. I think I'd have gone for 2000 with the uh, Stan Turner promotion year and then the strong start we had that next season. So very well done to those two for getting that right. And on to this week's preview show, um, we've against Coventry. We start with a championship head-to-head. How have we done in the past uh, past second-tier games against Coventry, Dave? Uh, well, when we played the reverse fixture, that was back in October, we noted that this was the 22nd season we'd been together in the same league as Coventry City. Uh, seven of those have been in the top flight, and so this time we're going to take a look back at the previous second-tier matches between the two teams at Turf Moor. Uh, the first time our pass met at this level was in 1936-37, and the match at Turf Moor finished 3-3. Uh, Burnley managed victories in both of the other second-tier home games against Coventry City prior to World War II. Uh, they were a 2-0 win in January 1938 and a 1-0 win the following season, that was in December 1938. Uh, we did meet again at Turf Moor in the opening match of the 1939-40 season. Uh, that was a 1-1 draw, but following the outbreak of World War II, just over a week later, the result of this match, plus an away defeat at Birmingham City, were expunged from the record books as football took a back seat for another seven years. Uh, when league football resumed again for the 1946-47 season, uh, the fixtures follow the pattern of the 1939-40 campaign. And so Burnley once again faced Coventry City at Turf Moor for the season opener, which finishes a 1-1 draw. That was the same as it had been seven years earlier. Uh, Burnley's promotion in 1947 and subsequent 24-year stay in the top flight plus Coventry's lengthy spell in the top division from the late 1960s until the start of the current millennium, meant that it was 2002 before we met again in the second tier. Uh, substitute Gareth Taylor, he scored the only goal in a 1-0 Burnley win in the last game of the season in April 2002. Uh, but it wasn't enough as Norwich City picked us to the final playoff place. And after leading away at Christmas, a disappointing second half of the campaign left us in seventh. Uh, Burnley won again in November 2002, this time by a 3-1 scoreline, thanks to goals from Robbie Blake from the penalty spot, a rare goal from Tony Grant and a Callum Davenport own goal. Uh, that match was also memorable for the red card shown to former Rovers midfielder Craig Hignett, who had to endure the long walk of shame all the way from the B-hole end, the full length of the pitch to the old tunnel entrance at the cricket field end. Uh, Coventry City won on their next second-tier visit to Turf Moor. That was by a 2-1 scoreline in December 2003. Uh, Burnley's Arthur Nahari was also dismissed in stoppage time for a second yellow card towards the end of the match. Uh, the teams played out a 2-2 draw in October 2004, but Burnley were victorious again in the next match on our list from the 2005-06 season. Uh, we're going to keep the details of that for our memory match a little bit later. Uh, City won again in May 2007 by a 2-1 scoreline, but in February 2008, Chris McCann and Steve Caldwell were Burnley's goal scorers in a 2-0 home win. And since uh, then, the last three matches on our list, they've all been drawn. Uh, there was a 1-1 draw in February 2009, uh, thanks to a last-minute equaliser from Chris Eagles. Uh, then it was 2-2 in March 2011, followed by a 1-1 draw in April 2012. Uh, overall, Burnley have won six, drawn six and lost just two of our previous 14 second-tier matches against the Sky Blues at Turf Moor. 
with 25 goals for and 15 against. Very good. Um, I'd forgotten about that Cray King at red card. I think uh, the cries of Blackburn reject was uh, were going around the turf when he were trudging off. The full Something like pitch. that. Uh, sadly, though, I haven't forgotten about that uh, last day of the season heartbreak in 2002. That'll that'll always haunt me. The Magnus Hedman save from uh, from Gaza's free kick right at the end. Um, it was stopped what we were lying on, wasn't it? And they had a, a man sent. They conceded and had a man sent off in the first couple of minutes, which uh, didn't help us. Yeah, did did Norwich win two 0 that day? I can't. They won two 0 Yeah, we had to match their result or better it, and we only won one 0 Yeah, less less said about that, the better. On to our uh, new feature for the uh, second half of the season. It's celebrity fans time. And with the help of various Coventry City fans who replied to our Twitter request for information. Um, but before we get started, let's explain a few ground rules. No current or former footballers, managers, chairman, owners. Um, our decision on the selection is final. For example, several Coventry City fans did not want Richard Keyes to be included. So as a result, he is the number one on our list. So here are the six notable famous Sky Blues fans for your consideration this week. Number one, as mentioned, Richard Keyes, the former Sky TV presenter, now with Bean Sports, an overall controversial figure these days. Uh, number two, uh, singer-songwriter Tom Grennan, who I think had the song on Super Sunday a couple of years back. Um, number three, Christian Horner from Formula One, the uh, yeah, team principal for uh, Red Bull, and also Mr. Jerry Halliwell. Graham Hawley, an actor most notably as villain John Stape in Coronation Street. Guz Khan, who's a stand-up comedian, impressionist, uh, impressionist and actor. And finally, David Moorcroft, former Great Britain middle distance athlete and chair of Park Run UK. Right, Dave, what do you make of that lot? Um, yeah, not, not a bad selection. We've had uh, three teams so far. We've, we've done um, Birmingham, Stoke and Swansea, haven't we? And it's I think it's been Tom who's been scoring them for, for these. Are you putting the pressure on me to to give a score for, for Coventry? I I think I should do, yeah, because I think I'll, I'd probably be a bit harsh with this one. I think if Richard yeah. King is top of your list, I'm... Uh... Don't deserve too much, but I'll be. I'll don't want to affect your uh, your judgment. What I'm going to go score? back up, doing a comparison with the ones we've had. I'm going to give them six and a half out of ten. Uh, that's the same as we gave Birmingham in the uh, in the first time we did it. I think that's fair enough. On to our memory match that you briefly mentioned before in the past meetings. What have you got for us this week, Dave? Uh, yeah, for our memory match, we've chosen Burnley's biggest home win over Coventry City at this level, which was in the early stages of the 2005-06 season. Uh, Mickey Adams brought the Sky Blues to Turf Moor to face Steve Cottrell's Clarets in mid-August 2005. After back-to-back -back defeats in the first two league matches of the campaign, Burnley were looking to get the season back on track. Uh, Gareth O'Connor opened the scoring after 28 minutes, and he was also the provider for Burnley's second when his corner found Wayne Thomas, who finished with a header to double the lead after 37 minutes. And we looked like we might make it three before the break, when a penalty was awarded uh, after Gifton Noel Williams was pulled back by Stephen Hughes inside the box. Uh, he continued to argue with referee Nigel Miller after the decision had been made and was eventually sent off for his troubles. 
However, maybe as a result of the uh, commotion going on, uh, Gifton sent the resulting spot kick way over the crossbar and into the back rows of the cricket field stand. Uh, Burnley kept the 2-0 lead until the last five minutes when a quick-fire double from Adiakin Bay stretched the lead to 4-0 and that was the way it stayed until the final whistle. After the match, Burnley manager Steve Cottrell said, uh, we need that win, make no bones about it. I needed it, my staff, the fans and the chairman needed it too. It's funny because you lose a few games and it's all doom and gloom. We've worked hard and not had many rewards. Hopefully this can kick starters and we can look to the season with excitement rather than trepidation. If we could possibly have a repeat of that result again this Saturday, then I think we'd all be very happy indeed. Definitely echo that. 4 nil will do me. Um, now on to someone who probably doesn't want it to finish 4 nil. We've got our opposition view. And this week, it is Glenn from Sky Blue Fans TV. Take it away, Glenn. Hi, my name's Glenn from Sky Blue Fans TV. Um, I've been asked by the No Nay Never podcast to give my thoughts on Saturday's game, away to Burnley. Uh, since we played Burnley earlier on the season, um, lost 1-0, um, it's probably got from bad to worse with a bit of a good time in between. Uh, we've got massive injuries at the moment. We've lost Callum O'Hare for all the rest of the season. We lost Fabio Tavares um, to a ruptured Achilles on Saturday in the FA Cup defeat to Wrexham. We've also got Matty Godden who's out. Tyler Walker who got injured against Burnley um, is out injured. Uh, we've also got Carl McFasden who's pretty much our defensive rock who's um, missing for the game. And also Jonathan Panzo is banned for being sent off for a deliberate handball. So we've probably got, with Josh Eccles, I think it's about six, seven first-team squad members who, uh, who are missing. So we're pretty much down to the bare bones. The positive is we've got two new faces coming. We've got Brooke Norton Cuffey, who, uh, who played against uh, Rotherham, played for Rotherham against Burnley early in the season. He was on loan from Arsenal. Um, I think he played quite well in the game that, you, you, that Burnley won 3-2. And we've got Josh E. Wilson-Brand from Man City, who's a young left-back who possibly could come in and play left wing-back. Uh, I think Brooke Norton-Cuffey will probably come in and start because of the couple of options he's played right wing-back for us. have had a bit of a shock of the last few games and it seems to be a problem position and he's been a long-term target. So I think he might get thrown in at the deep end. Wilson E. Brand... Is a bit harder to say because he's probably not been around the club training, whereas Brooke Norton Cough Coffee was training with the club last week and uh, Wilson E. Brand has only just signed. Positive news is we finally got a takeover sorted. So Doug King has been announced as the owner. There's a possibility during the rumour mill there might be one or two, maybe even more than that, new faces coming in, possibly in time for. Saturday's game, we've been linked with the likes of Jamie Patterson, who's obviously a proven championship performer, Coventry kid, so we're linked with him every pretty much transfer window, so he may well come back. Um, we definitely need another centre-half, but whether we'll get somebody in time for Saturday's game, I don't know, because I think Robbins is quite strict on who he wants to bring in. Um, so yeah, um, it's a really hard game to call, because last season we got some real good results when we were down to the bare bones, we went to Fulham. And we couldn't even name a full bench and won 3-1. Um, so as long as we've got Jokeres, Hamer, Palmer, Sheaf, we've got a chance of doing something. I think we've just got to defend a hell of a lot better than we have. 
uh, probably the last six games. But with that sort of side, we can we can get a result. We beat West Brom. Uh, we were three 0 up against Swansea. Should have won that game and just had a freak. 15 minutes. We nearly got a draw. Or probably could have even beat Wrexham and being four-one down with ten men. So it'd just be typical calf to lose to Wrexham and go and get a result against Burnley. I'd be happy with a point, uh, but I think Cov might nick it 2-1 because you've got to lose at home sooner or later, Burnley. But yeah, I think you're the best team in the league by far, and I think you and Sheffield United are going to romp home with it. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you very much. Um, and now ne- our next feature is the referee. And it's someone who we've seen quite recently at the turf, Dave. It is, yeah. Uh, David Webb of Stanley in County Durham has already been in charge of two matches at Turf Moor this season as well as a, uh, being in charge for a 1-1 draw against Stoke City. He returned again for a home match against Middlesbrough just before Christmas. Uh, you may remember him from that match. In particular, uh, Connor Roberts certainly will, as he was mistakenly shown a red card and was sent off for a non-existent handball, which resulted in a penalty for the visitors. Uh, thankfully, the penalty was saved. Burnley won the match and the red card was later rescinded. Uh, we'll certainly be hoping for a less high-profile and more competent performance from Mr Webb this weekend. Certainly. Um, I think, looking back on that, I think it's a lot easier to look back and not be as angry because they missed the penalty and we won the game and it obviously got rescinded. But, yeah, shocking decision. And I think it, probably more the linesman that gave it. You saw the line, uh, uh, David Webb looking across at him, not really knowing what to do and waited for that flag to go up. But yeah, let's hope for um less controversial weekend uh, performance from uh, from Mr. Webb. Um Definitely. so how do how are you feeling before this weekend's game, Dave? Are you confident? I'm sure even the most pessimistic of Burnley fans will be feeling confident going into this game, but how do you think it'll go? And would you make any changes from the side that won at Bournemouth last weekend? Uh, well, there's going to be one enforced change that we know about, which is obviously Taylor Harwood-Bellis, we believe, is going to be out for probably a couple of months. So there's going to be changes at the back. It's a real shame because he's uh, done really well this season, uh, struck up a, a really good uh, partnership with Jordan Bayer, um, and those two were you know, a bedrock at the back. Um, but having said that, we adjusted when he went off at Bournemouth. Um, we've got options of players who can come in and play alongside Jordan Bayer. Charlie Taylor could potentially do that. 
We've got uh, CJ Egan Riley as well. You know, the Luke McNally. There are players who can who can do that. Um, I guess we'll have been trying something different in training. Bearing in mind we know the the players out. Whether we maybe look at playing three at the back with wing backs, that's a an option, or whether we stick with four. Um, I don't think there'll be too many changes in the other areas of the pitch. I think other than well, going back to the league game, I think there might be uh, changes from the Bournemouth game. Um, the players do kind of pick themselves. Although there's competition for places, we know you know people like Nathan Teller can't necessarily get into the uh, uh, the starting eleven. He's obviously scored quite a lot of goals for us this season, so. Um, we've got an embarrassment of riches in terms of attacking players. We're getting goals from all over the pitch. Um, and whoever's playing in those forward positions and, and midfield and wing positions, we know we've got goals in us. So, yeah, I'm fairly confident, despite um, the injury to Taylor Harwood-Bellis. And if you're going to put me on the spot for a prediction, I think yeah. it's going to be a Burnley win. I think Burnley are going to win... 2-0 with uh, a Jay Rodriguez penalty and Anna Sorori getting the other one. Excellent. I think it definitely settled for that. And I think I echo what you said about uh, Taylor Howard-Bellis. I think if I had to pick anyone um, to be not to be injured for a, a run of games, I think it would be him. Um, he's been so consistent for someone who's 20 years old uh, all season. I think the way he plays out from the back starts a lot of our, our good play going forward. And he's just showed so much composure and just been a rock. So it'd be interesting to see how we deal with that. Um, but like you said, I think we've got no reason not to be confident going into this game. I'm going to go for a 3-1 victory and Jay to be back with a bang with a hat-trick. So we'll see how that goes. That is definitely not a Brommers banker. On to your stat of the week. What have you got for us this week, Dave? Uh, yeah, kind of a, a two-in-one for stat of the week this week. Uh, despite the fact that Burnley didn't manage to play on either Boxing Day or New Year's Day over the festive period, it was still a very productive time of year for us. Following the home win over Birmingham City, we did very well on the road with back-to-back away wins in the league, plus the FA Cup victory at Bournemouth. Uh, this provided our first sequence of three consecutive away wins since March and April 2018 when we registered Premier League wins at West Ham, West Brom and Watford. Uh, You have to go back a little bit further to discover a sequence of four consecutive away wins, which was the early part of the 2013-14 season, when we beat Derby, Leeds, Doncaster and Ipswich. Uh, Burnley are also on a run of eight home wins in all competitions, as well as enjoying victories in all of the last seven league games at Turf Moor. There was also the League Cup win over Crawley Town in between. Uh, You have to go back to 2009 for a longer winning sequence than that when we managed an impressive 10 consecutive home wins. Uh, Five at the back end of the 2008-09 season, uh, plus a win against Reading in the first leg of the playoff semi-final, uh, and then the first four home games of the 2009-10 Premier League season. Uh, The longest sequence of Burnley home wins I could find is 18. So still a very long way to go for that to be under any threat. Very good. That's a heck of a record. Now on to the next part of the podcast, which is obviously my favourite or one of my favourite sections. Um, It is the FPL, No Name Never FPL League. Um, We don't have a league update as there's still, at the time of recording, a game to go in game week 19. 
with um, Fulham and Chelsea uh, both playing their second game of the week. That's currently uh, 1-0 to Fulham. And William is on the score sheet. I don't think many people have got him, but my friend Jacob David A has got him, so he'll be gloating about that. Um, the game week 19 headlines so far, uh, Mitrovic scored in uh, uh, Fulham's victory at Leicester, but he also got booked, so he's suspended for this second game. I know a lot of people brought him into the team. Haaland blanked, um, which is a very rare occurrence this season. Kane, Perisic and Doherty all scored double-figure hauls in Spurs' 4-0 victory at Palace. Um, and there could be a new cheap gem in the um, in the forward area as Ferguson from Brighton, 18-year-old, is four and a half million has started the last two games and been on the score sheet. Uh, there's this looking forward to this week. There's a double game week, um, game week 20 for Man City, Spurs, United, and Palace. Uh, after postponements earlier in the season. So the uh, the obvious transfer targets are KDB, uh, Kane and the full-backs from Spurs, Shaw, Rashford, Fernandez from United, probably not really anyone from Palace given the form, but if you're going to go for anyone, I'd go for Zaha. Um, there's also more blanks um, being scheduled in. Uh, 25, you've got to watch out whoever gets to the League Cup final. Uh, that's the start of a critical part of the FPL planning uh, we might do a separate pod like we have done in previous years with more detail of how to navigate this in a few weeks' time. Um, we'll do a recording for the league tables and uh, after the game week 19 finishes, uh, finally tonight, it's felt like a long one. Um, so, But we have got, I can confirm that Dylan Crowther is still at the top of the league at the time of recording. Um, and we've got December's Manager of the Month to announce because I've not managed to do an update for a couple of weeks. And your top three were Chris Ogden, who led after the first couple of rounds uh, on 176 points in third place. In second, Connor Scrivener with 178 points. And in first place, and uh, probably the reason Natalie has given this week a miss because uh, of the pronunciation for this, apologies in advance, uh, the winner of the December Manager of the Month is Basil Ilekena. Ileni Kena. So well done, Basil. Um, get in touch with us either via Twitter at No Near Never or on email at the pre preview show at no near never dot net. Um, and I think that's it for um, No Near Never FPL update this week. I think one the last thing we need to round off the show is this week's quiz question. What have you got for us, Dave? Uh, well, this goes back to our stat of the week, uh, where I teased you by saying that Burnley had had a sequence of 18 consecutive home wins. So can you tell us in which year or years did Burnley set the club's all-time record sequence of 18 consecutive home wins? Well, I can't. <laughs> That's, uh, well, I'm, a sh I'm yeah, I, I wouldn't, be able to fathom. I could probably fathom a guess, but um, oh god, that's a really, really tricky one. You've, uh, I think you'll stump quite a few people with that, Dave. But um, yeah, if uh, if you do have an answer to that one, I'll be submitting a guess, and it will definitely be a guess. Then again, you can contact us on Twitter at no near never or email us at preview show at no near never dot net. And that's all we've got time for this week. Big thanks go to Dave for joining me. The Opposition View 
from Glenn, that's Glenn Sky Blues. from the Sky Blues Fans TV. Thanks, Dave. And most of all to you, the listener. We'll be back next week with a Coventry City analysis show and looking ahead to yet another home game against Inform West Brom. Let's hope for that ninth home win in a row this weekend at a no doubt bouncing turf more. And don't worry, Natalie will be back next week. Until next time, up the Clarets. The Known and Ever podcast is brought to you in association with the Talk Sport Fan Network. Natalie Bromley is the host and editor and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Richard Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby, Adam Dennett and Robbie Kopak. Our music is provided by George Gaskill and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonadnever.substack.com. Our thanks as ever go to our partners, TalkSport. We are, as ever, proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.